M&K Talk YA now presents Superfan Sunday with Lauren Mestitz. Welcome to another Super Fan Sunday, an episode where we let some of our listeners share their thoughts on their favorite YA series. And today joining us, we have Lauren Mestitz from Minnesota, and she's here to talk to us today about the Young Elites. Hi, Lauren. Hi, and hi, bookworms. <laughs> See, you've been listening. I have. I've been listening since the beginning. I know. You're one of our very first followers. Oh, it's just um, so exciting to listen to. Oh, uh, that makes me so happy. Thank you so much. Yeah, that's so it's so cool to see how it's changed over the time and how you and Katie have sort of made it your own in different ways. So I'm just proud of you guys. It's cool <laughs> to see you guys doing this project. Thank you. And it's nice because you know Katie. I mean, right, we yeah. all met kind of around the same time. Mm-hmm. So it's nice that you get to, you know both of us very well. Yeah, it's great. You guys accompany me. When I'm, like, cleaning the house or I'm, like, going to work, I'm listening and, and getting all my book ideas. Oh, well, didn't you say that, um, uh, maybe, maybe it was Viss who he was like, I like listening, but I want to interject and, like, you know, say something or share my opinions when you're doing your podcast and it's frustrating because you can't. I think I'm usually okay with the fact that I might talk to myself about it, but it's interesting the questions that come up and thinking like, ooh, what what would be my response to that? Or how do I think about that? Um, and hearing some of the historical research that you guys do is really cool to get that sort of behind the scenes look uh, at some of the books I read. And uh, for the last series that I read along with you guys, um, in the Grisha verse. Oh yeah, uh, Shadow and Bone. Yeah, Shadow and Bone. <clears throat> listening, I had already read it, so listening to Katie's predictions at the halfway point was really cool. Oh have, yeah, because you have, already knew it was happening. I knew it was happening, so I knew when she was kind of close or when she's <laughs> when we were way off, <laughs> something off. But then it was like, oh, what if that had happened? So mm-hmm. that was cool. Well, it's nice because I should say, Lord and I work together, so it's nice that. Um, <clears throat> when I'm not talking to Katie, I can always talk to you too about some of the books we're reading because we tend to read the same things at the same time. And I know, especially for the young elites, we had many lunch discussions <laughs> where we just talked about what was going on in these books. And you came with me to meet Marie Lou. Yes, and get our signed amazing. our signed copies, which we both have here of the young elites book that Marie Marie Lou signed. I just keep looking at it. And it's just, it makes me so happy. <laughs> That's great. We went to dinner and we went to the book signing. and With a lot of other 16-year-old girls. <laughs> yeah. And it was great. We she, got she a was photo so nice. taken with her. Yeah, I broke out in hives. I was so nervous about meeting her. She said she liked my dress. It was a really oh, did good, she? Oh, it was I a really good meeting. Yeah. She's a very cool lady. Um, so for the Young Elites, I have a few questions for you. Okay. Um... So there are tons of really great characters in this book, um, some really dark ones, some kind of lighter, lighter characters. Um, and I was curious to know, out of all of them, who was your favorite? 
And it could be the one you related to most, the one you enjoyed reading about the most, because there's lots of different chapters that are from um, the different characters' perspectives. So which one was your favorite? I loved the different perspectives that she wrote from. Uh, I think it gave an inside scoop into a lot of different characters. That was cool. My favorite was probably Maggiano. Oh, okay. From both his perspective and and hearing about him through Adelina's perspective. Um, I think at that point, the story had gotten so complex once he kind of came into the mix. And so he was such a different character from kind of the darkness that was mm-hmm. going on. And he just had a very... He, he added a, another layer of complexity to it that I thought really made it really interesting so especially um like a line when you see Adelina's character who is so dark and then Maggiano who aligns so much with joy yep um it is a nice contrast to get that kind of lighter character even though he does have such a sad backstory one of the saddest yeah yeah we hear that and and I think that's that added a depth to it that was also really cool so did you see their romance coming or is that a surprise no I saw that that was probably going to happen, um, but I still think that it was done in an interesting way. She kind of kept it interesting, even if you sort of could could see where it might go. Not see, totally to the end, though. Like I, I didn't know how it was going to end. And if he was one of your favorite characters, you must have been pretty sad at the end how it works out between the two of them. I was bummed. I thought <laughs> he got kind of the rhyme to the deal there. Um but he always was going to be, I think, this magical sort of traveler wanderer. So maybe it, it fit with sort of his, the way he had spent the rest of his life. But thought it was thought it was tough. I didn't yeah. know if he really deserved all the, the darkness that kind of entered his life. And that came along with her choices. Yes. Yeah, I think he could have made different choices on his own. Mm-hmm. I don't think he was destined necessarily to have that much darkness. <laughs> But maybe, <laughs> but maybe his lightness needed to be there to keep the world from devolving into yeah. chaos and terror. Maybe they balance each other out. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I would say he, he was pretty interesting. Agreed. Who yours? Oh, my favorite. Mm, okay. It, it changed because at first I really liked Adelina. She was one of my favorite characters. But then I think at the end, the character I really liked learning the most about was Raffaele. Because mm-hmm. I thought he was a really complex character and... Um, he wasn't one note at all. You know, some days he, he showed that he was a really compassionate, sensitive person. And the other days he was just so ruthless, like one of the most, and one of the most manipulative characters. So I thought that balance in him was just fascinating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That and, would I, be... and I also really like his hair. And his hair is <laughs> maybe in the top, as you know, top three of Grisha, ha- of Grisha hair. No, I'm in the wrong universe of young elite hair. He's up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I guess I can go to this question next. Um, we were, since we were talking about the characters, and we uh, mentioned Maggiano's backstory that was really tragic, and a lot of the characters have backstories that aren't, you know, aren't that great. But so if Marie Lu were to write a short story about the young elites, because she hasn't yet, she's, she's hinted that maybe she will write um, some additional short stories in the same universe. So if she were to write a backstory, whose story would you be most curious to learn more about? We, we have, like you said, we have little snippets of different people's stories. I think Raffaele would be interesting to, to fill out what we know. But 
I'd most be interested in what happened with Enzo and Daphne. Oh, yeah. Earlier on, not so much the romance, but just what set the scene for everything that came after it. Like, what was the world like at that time? And what what were the steps that occurred? Kind of seeing that in real time. And how did they even meet? How did they meet? Like, <clears throat> what was a role that we learned she had the, the like the healing potions she was sneaking around, but yeah, what was what led her into that path that that led to her death that led to all this stuff that happened? Yeah, that left um, especially Enzo with this anger, this very raw anger that is kind of a theme throughout the entire books. Um, and especially his anger towards Taryn. Because didn't Taryn have something to do with Daphne's death? I think he, yeah, I think he condemned her. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. So yeah, who would he have been if she hadn't died? Right. What would his fury and anger and that his firepower <laughs> sort of related eliteness, what would, that, what would that have caused in the world if it wasn't kind of an outlet in for revenge mm-hmm. for her? It's strange because she's a character whose effects we see in the book, but we know so little about her, and mm-hmm. that is a little frustrating. Yeah, so I think that could be cool. I agree. And then that would actually tie into kind of um, Enzo's beginnings and starting the Young Elites and amassing this crowd of Malfettos at the um, Fortunata Court to see that early stages of how they all came together as a group. Yeah. Yeah, I think that would be cool. Yeah, same here. That was one of my frustrations too, and like one of the one of the backstories that I wanted to know more about as well. So we'll see. Hopefully, she will write something for us. I hope so. And I checked in on the movie. That oh right, trying to say there was news in 2015 that they were going to make it into a movie, and there's nothing new that I could find yeah. going on. And there's an IMDb page that says um, says it's in development okay so i don't know what that means particularly yeah. maybe scripts are being optioned or something or they don't have a director or even a producer right? nothing like that so i don't know if i think at our <laughs> q a we were at when she signed our books i think that was a question that was asked maybe oh, of her yeah. it was either about young elite or legend okay um, which one was being made into a movie yeah i think she, they're both options i think she said she was in conversations with movie production companies. That would be so exciting. If I were her, I would absolutely insist to have a cameo. Oh, that would be the best. Yeah. Because I know Veronica Roth did that with Divergent. Oh, really? Show. Yeah. Oh, wow. Where? Who do you think she should be? Like, oh, where who would she, she want to be? <laughs> who would she want to be? I would want to be in the Fortunata Court as, like, one of the consorts. Like, in the background. That would be cool. Or she could be one of the riders in the Palio. That would be awesome. Or or the yeah, yeah whatever the they call this. <laughs> the, the, right. the horse race that it's based off of the Palio. That Gemma rides it, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that would be some so some cool. sort of like high action scene that she could be part of. Oh my gosh. But even though I, she's sort of reserved, at least she seemed <laughs> in our in our meeting, I, I think in our uh, Q and A. That would be cool. That would be really scary to have to learn to ride a horse well enough to be convincing that you, like, do it all the time. Well, maybe there'd be a stunt double for some of that. Or just a fake horse. (laughs) True. You have to just ride a fake horse well enough. I could do that so well. (laughs) Maybe I just want to have a cameo in the (laughs) Should we sign up to be extras if they they make it into a movie? Definitely. We should take a sabbatical from work. Okay. That'll, That'll fly through, no problem. 
I mean, we, we can maybe tie it extra. <laughs> I tried to do that from the Hunger Games. Did you? Yeah, I did. I applied to be an extra, and then they told me that I had to move to North Carolina, and I was like, well, that's not going to happen. So. Yeah, that raises the stakes a little. I know. And they filmed a lot of Diversion in Chicago, mm-hmm. and Katie and I also applied to be extras, but we did we did not get picked. Um, <laughs> they were looking for people to play um, Dauntless people and I guess we did not look dauntless enough <laughs> did you send in photos and yeah we, I had to send in a photo did you write a resume of, of dauntless related skill sets just fake things that I don't really know how to do or knife throwing that could have gone on there yeah well we should keep our eye out for other movies being filmed in Chicago because I know you would do it with me <laughs> a ton of movies are filmed in Chicago this is a great idea this is... specifically young adult novel adaptations yeah well <laughs> that's true but yeah oh gosh okay new new plans new new life goals new life goals be an extra so that actually ties in really well to my next question because um katie and i try to talk about with every series um one really great scene that we liked that we would love to see recreated on the big screen so did you have a favorite scene that you would love to see brought to life i have so many different <laughs> ones that i would want to see um, the the battle at sea against the roses, oh, the daggers yeah. and roses, that would be amazing just because seafaring, like all the, the bioleras flying through oh, the right. air the, and the, the water the and manta rays, the manta rays and the, yeah, the, all the different powers kind of coming up against each other. Mm-hmm. That would be amazing. Um, so that was the scene when a, um, Enzo like completely lost control right and set fire to all the ships yeah that uh, that moment stuck with me too and i remember it's when he meets Raphaela again and he, they have this moment where he's trying to calm him down and um, call back and, yeah and call back the power um it was really sad yeah and just such a if there was a big screen potential mm-hmm. like seeing everybody's powers fighting against each other would be pretty amazing i also think that the really tender moment in the the baths in the, the oh pool, yeah kind of on a different reasoning mm-hmm. but between Maggiano and Adelina where they dive down and come up into that secret room that it's I think it's glowing because of yeah. like glow worms or something mm-hmm. I, and it's sort of that one little respite she gets from being the ferocious leader that I think would be very beautiful to see I agree. I would love to see how they would make the caves glow. Because it reminded me of, like, the Amalfi, um, like, the Blue Grotto and Amalfi. Which I haven't been to, but oh. I sure hope to one day. <laughs> yeah, it would just be cool to see how they would make that look spectacular. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And have it sort of hit all the emotional nerves that that I think she meant when she wrote that scene, when she imagined it. And it was nice to see um, Adelina have like shared love with someone in a way that wasn't with Enzo where it was just so passionate and so like consuming almost. Yeah. Whereas with her and Maggiano, it was, it was still passionate, but it was, there was so much more joy attached to it. Joy and vulnerability. I mean, they're actually like in the baths together, like, and their, their, um, scars are all exposed Mm -hmm. and like that, that whole imagery I think is just a really cool moment. 
before it all kind of goes to hell. <laughs> like literally, when they go to the they underworld, literally go to hell. <laughs> that would actually be cool. Another scene as well, oh, like the, yes. the fight in the woods with Taryn with the animals and the the wolf the monsters. Monsters. And you were so upset too at that scene because you were like, "What happened to all the monsters?" Like all of a sudden there were monsters, and then there's just they're gone. <laughs> this was another lunch conversation at work. Where, yeah, you had read the books prior to me, so I would check in with you. I'm like, oh, this has just happened. And sometimes it was in frustration. I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. And sometimes it was, um, okay, which gemstones do we all align to? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, the monsters. There was a question there. Mm-hmm. And also, like, why, why would you, if you need a certain alignment... Like, don't bring... They didn't bring, like, a spare. Like, no, no spares. <laughs> like, like, what if something happens? Like, Taryn, you know? Like, ugh, what, what happens now? They had no one just, like, sitting on the bench waiting to be called just, in. Just yeah. in case. Like, yeah, maybe someone's gonna not make it. So, like, let's plan ahead for that. Mm-hmm. No? Well, well, had to raise the stakes. <laughs> I would also love to see just how they would create that underworld scene where all the bodies are suspended and... yeah. The gods, the the Fortuna, Mm Prospera, all those beautifully named sort of mythical worlds that she created in it. Yeah, that would be very interesting. This is really great world building for sure. (coughs) Oh, such a good world building. Did we say what um, 12 gods you would align with? I know we've decided in the past. uh, I'm... I'm sure with joy. Mm-hmm. I did just take a completely bogus quiz oh. earlier today for this reason. <laughs> with ten, so prepared. Ten <laughs> short questions to help me figure this out. And I thought it was going to give me my alignment, but instead it gave me um, Compassia, Angel of Empathy. Oh, okay. I can see that. So, right. yeah. So it gave me a goddess. Oh, just one. It, it said that was your main... Your main uh, well, it beats death. That's for sure. That <laughs> yes, that one, and I think joy and empathy, and I can't remember all the others. Wisdom was wisdom one. I could see probably with wisdom. wisdom. Yeah, I would see that. I know when we decided which young elites we would be, <laughs> we agreed that I'd probably be Gemma. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Right. So those, those, I think those must have been near her alignments. Yeah, that sounds about right. Who were you gonna be? Which young elite? Yeah. Oh, gosh. Or, or alignments. I think we did one line. <laughs> Probably be Adelina, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> I think you'd be Adelina in a different universe where Maggiano would be able to temper Not, yeah. some of her her terror and darkness and paranoia. <laughs> and, and you two would just live happily. And you'd just see horror movies every once in a while and conjure some spooky things on the side. And then everyone everyone would be happy with that. I'll take that. Yeah. That sounds good. I think that's fine. <laughs> In the big screen, I think it would be interesting to see how they would show the illusions. To yeah. like how they would sort of try to bounce between Magiana's illusions is one where he can kind of create those worlds mm-hmm. around people. And mimic people. And mimic people. Yeah, mimic their powers. And then uh, Adelina's. Uh, visions and terrors, how they would be so try scary. to create that. It would be it would be really great to see. They probably have to tone it down given the YA. Yeah, they want to make it like PG thirteen. Yeah, PG thirteen. Can't be you know full on R horror. <laughs> <laughs> just just strike terror in in all the. I mean, I would world. like it. <laughs> yeah, because you're Adelina. 
Gemma over here would be like, let's talk to the animals yeah. some more. That would be better. Where are my puppies? <laughs> yeah, I want to talk to the horses and the violeras. Um, so what if you could have one of these superpowers? We have like Lucin who can control wind and Magiano who can mimic and lovely Adelina who can create terrifying visions. Which superpower would you like to have and why? The mimicry feels the coolest because you could do the most things. Mm. So having to pick that. So you kind of want all of them. I, I want them all, yeah, except for the terror one. That one seems unnecessary. I'll keep my distance then. <laughs> but I think the idea of flight is is really cool just yeah. in terms of a, a superpower. So having the, the power of controlling the wind or like having a flying on the back of an animal, like mm-hmm. that would just be, that would be awesome. So I'm going with Magiano's everything. Good answer. You know my feelings about flight and how I don't like that superpower. <laughs> I wouldn't even choose it. I mean, I'm very afraid of heights. Yeah, that wouldn't be your go-to, necessarily. <laughs> Although I'm handling your apartment really well. Yeah. You're, you're in a very big high-rise, and um, I, I have get wonderful windows that <laughs> go down to the ground. Floor-to-ceiling windows. And that's amazing to me, and it uh, isn't Marissa's favorite. <laughs> So sit near them. No vertigo right now. We're good. We're good. It's it's a beautiful, beautiful apartment. If she gets vertigo and passes out, we'll cut it out. We'll yeah, cut we'll it out of the podcast. We'll fix it in post. It's a, like a two hour long episode while Lauren tries to revive me. Oh well, thank you so much, Lauren. Yeah, um, thank you. I can't wait to have more lunch conversations with you about the books we read. Yes, absolutely. You introduced me to this one, so uh, I know that you always have others in your back pocket <laughs> that uh, to tell me to to read in my spare time. <laughs> and I'm so glad you do because it's it's nice to have people to talk to about the books you love. Yes, definitely. Yeah, I loved the series. Just loved it. I'm so glad. Um. So we end every episode with a dad joke, and I was curious to know if you had one for us. I do have one. Okay. I do enjoy this part of the podcast, (laughs) so I I do have one to share. Let's hear it. What do you call a cow that doesn't have any legs? Oh, sad. Ground beef. (laughs) (laughs) That's really good. <laughs> oh my god, that's that's well done. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> that was wonderful. <laughs> Thank you so much, Lauren. It was really great having you on the show. We really appreciate it. Yes. And I, when I say we, I mean Katie and me. Even though Katie is not here, I'm not saying like the royal we. You're speaking for for all the audience, all of our who listeners. Just loved it. It was Thank awesome. You so much. Yeah, great. Love to be here. Well, on that note, I will say bye, bookworms. Go get a library card. M&K Talk YA is produced and edited by Marissa Snyder and Katie Bradford. Original music composition by Timothy Milkey. Logo design by Marissa Snyder. For updates and extras, visit mnktalkya.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook. And if you haven't already, please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. We would like to thank James Tobias, Chad Snyder, Meredith Kelfie, and Michael Howard for all of their support. Thanks for listening, and see you next time.